Welcome back to A Twist of Faith. I'm your host, Alex Parkview. This week continues our look at Air, the Book of Lucifer, the Enlightenment. I had given a great deal of thought, I'm not going to lie, I had given a great deal of thought to skipping over the second of the two topics that I'm going to cover today. The two parts of the book that we're going to cover today are called Indulgence, Not Compulsion. No big deal, LeVay's touched on that in previous parts of the Satanic Bible. But the second one, the one that really had me kind of at war with myself because I try to just present things fairly, break them down Barney style, do my best to remove my personal bias. So the part that had me struggling was on the choice of a human sacrifice. Not exactly a kosher topic, not something that's readily discussed amongst people these days or any day that I really know of. But it's not everything that it sounds like just from the heading. It, you'll see when we get into it, but the reason it took me so long in between the last episode and this episode is because I've literally been going back and forth with myself about whether or not I was even going to do it. But I can't very well say I cover everything indiscriminately, equally, without covering something that I find kind of in poor taste. LeVay, in starting his religion, decided to work human sacrifice into it. I'm hoping, guessing, it was part of the theatrics, the dogma that he mentioned to keep the religion fresh and fun, or whatever the fuck, how he phrased it, I forget. But you know what I'm talking about. So I'm not skipping the episodes or the topics that I was considering skipping. But today's episode may be just a hair longer than the rest. We'll see when I get into it. I'm going to... Uh, glaze over indulgence, not compassion, because that's not really anything unheard of or new information. But I'm going to take my time with the human sacrificing, because LeVay goes through a lot of figurative speech versus literal speech, and it's kind of up to you as the reader, me in this case, to discern what exactly it is he's talking about, so... I'm going to do my best to break it down. Just remember, disclaimer, it's not an endorsement. I'm not telling you to go out and sacrifice anybody. I'm merely looking at LeVay's teachings and trying to t help people who may not know them or whatever want to read them. I'm trying to help those people understand them and understand where the Black Pope was coming from when he wrote the Bible of Satanism. Indulgence, not compulsion. The highest plateau of human development is the awareness of the flesh. Satanism encourages its followers to indulge in their natural desires. Only by so doing can you be a completely satisfied person with no frustrations, which can be harmful to yourself and others around you. Therefore, the most simplified description of the satanic belief is indulgence instead of abstinence. People often mistake compulsion for indulgence, but there is a world of difference between the two. A compulsion is never created by indulging, but by not being able to indulge. By making something taboo, it only serves to intensify the desire. Everyone likes to do things they have been told not to. Forbidden fruits are sweetest. Webster's Encyclopedic Dictionary defines indulgence thusly. To give oneself up to, not to restrain or oppose, to give free course to, to gratify by compliance, to yield to. The dictionary definition of compulsion is the act of compelling or driving by force, physical or moral, constraint of the will, compulsory, obligatory. 
In other words, indulgence implies choice, whereas compulsion indicates the lack of choice. Now, that's pretty much all I'm going to read about the indulgence thing, because LeVay, as said from the get-go, seven deadly sins, do them, because it's all about fulfillment, fulfilling the ego, living your greatest life here on earth, because there is nothing afterlife on this earth. There is no afterlife. So you indulge in whatever you want, and by doing so, indulging and just going full zest, full bore towards life, then you no longer feel those hidden desires, those little secrets in the dark that you don't want to talk about because you're doing it all. So there's nothing pushing you, forcing you to act in certain ways, which my opinion is bullshit. I mean, there is a subconscious, but indulgence to a degree, I think, is healthy. LeVay, of course, is not about moderation at all. He's to the extreme. Indulge, indulge, indulge. You want to fucking eat a fucking turkey every night? You want to have sex 50 times a day as long as you have a willing partner. I will give him kudos there on the willing partner bit. You want to have sex 50 times a day. You want to eat a pie every day. You want to eat a turkey. Do whatever the fuck you want. Indulge. It's your life. Live it. Because once it's done, it's done. You're fucked. You're dead. The end. Game over. So you might as well enjoy it while you're here and while you can. That's literally it. Like for his indulgence versus compulsion argument. He's saying give in to what you want to give in to because you want to give in to it. Don't deny yourself something and let it build up that subconscious pushing force that's going to make you act on it. Like, I'll call it the serial killer thing. That repressed anger, repressed emotion that you would see on, like, Criminal Minds, SVU. Where the person was so repressed, 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 and they snapped and they fucking killed everybody. He's saying, don't let that happen to you. So, to an extent, I, I feel what he's saying there. Like I said, this was not the taboo part of the potential episode this week. The taboo comes in the next bit. But honestly, just LeVay is all about going all out. I say indulge yourself. I mean, hell, I'm 39, and I fucking sit there and I eat what I want. I drink what I want. I do what I want because I'm grown. I'm empty nested. I have no earthly responsibilities. So I go out and eat the food I want. I drink the shit I want to drink. And I don't really care, like, my life, I'm not repressed. There's nothing I want to do that I'm not doing, I guess, is the best way. Like, there's things I want to do, and I will do them. I haven't done them yet, but I'm still going to indulge Leveism and those things at some point in my life now. So I, I get where he's coming from. Again, I just think he takes it to the Levian extreme, is what I've come to call these things, where he's saying, do it 24-7, do it all the time, fuck, 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 do, do, do. Just, like, I think LeVay may have LeVayed himself to death, honestly. Like, fuck. There's nothing wrong with doing what you want to do. Just take a breather every once in a while. Relax. Nap on the fucking couch. LeVay would encourage that because he's all about sloth from his misinterpretations, as we discussed, of the seven deadly sins. Just fucking relax. Chill out. Don't always be gung-ho fucking full bore. Stop and breathe once in a while, for fuck's sake. And now I'm going to get into the part of this Bible that almost made me a hypocrite in my podcast because I promised full disclosure. I promised a bunch of things when I went into this, and I almost censored a book just because I didn't agree with it. But I always told my kids, I tell people that know me, my dear friends, I may be a lot of fucking things, but a hypocrite I am not. 
So I'm going to take a quick break just to kind of psych myself up, and then on the choice of a human sacrifice. Here we go, the part that I'm oh so excited to cover. On the choice of a human sacrifice. The supposed purpose in performing the ritual of sacrifice is to throw the energy provided by the blood of the freshly slaughtered victim into the atmosphere of the magical working, thereby intensifying the magician's chances of success. The white magician assumes that since blood represents the life force, there is no better way to appease the gods or demons than to present them with suitable quantities of it. Combine this rationale with the fact that a dying creature is expending an overabundance of adrenal and other biochemical energies, and you have what appears to be an unbeatable combination. The white magician, wary of the consequences involved in the killing of a human being, naturally utilizes birds or other lower creatures in his ceremonies. It seems these sanctimonious wretches feel no guilt in the taking of a non-human life as opposed to a human's. The fact of the matter is that if the magician is worthy of his name, he will be uninhibited enough to release the necessary force from his own body instead of from an unwilling and undeserving victim. Contrary to all established magical theory, the release of this force is not affected in the actual spilling of blood, but in the death throes of the living creature. This discharge of bioelectrical energy is the very same phenomenon which occurs during any profound heightening of the emotions, such as sexual orgasm, blind anger, mortal terror, consuming grief, etc. Of these emotions, the easiest entered into of one's own volition are sexual orgasm and anger, with grief running a close third. Remembering that the two most readily available of these three, sexual orgasm and anger, have been burned into man's unconsciousness sinful by religionists, it is small wonder they are shunned by the white magician, who plods along carrying the greatest of all millstones of guilt. The inhibitive and asinine absurdity and the need to kill an innocent living creature at the high point of a ritual, as practiced by erstwhile wizards, is obviously their lesser of the evils when a discharge of energy is called for. These poor conscience-stricken fools, who have been calling themselves witches and warlocks, would sooner chop the head off a goat or chicken in an attempt to harm harness its death agony than have the blasphemous bravery to masturbate in full view of the Jehovah whom they claim to deny. The only way these mystical cowards can ritualistically release themselves is through the agony of another's death, actually their own by proxy, rather than the indulgent force which produces life. The treaders of the path of white light are truly the cold and the dead. No wonder these tittering pustules of mystic wisdom must stand within protective circles and bind the evil forces in order to keep themselves safe from attack. One good orgasm would probably kill them. Now that's just the first little bit, and that I'm okay with, because he's talking about not killing so much. And he's kind of mocking the people that say, oh, it's okay to kill an animal because their lives matter less, when uh, supposedly you could just crank one out and match the same level of energy. You could go into a... Uh, violent dirge in the middle of your spell casting. Like, he's talking about, like, 
sparing life in that, which to me that's a no. Yeah, like spare the life, jerk off, rub one out in the circle, have a fucking orgy with a spell circle, something. Just like tap into other forms of this great energy release rather than chopping off the head of a bunny, a goat, etc. at all, whatever the course may be. Like, he's not completely over and out of bounds in everything he talks about. But, again, that's just the first little part. The use of a human sacrifice in a satanic ritual does not imply that the sacrifice is slaughtered to appease the gods. Symbolically, the victim is destroyed through the working of a hex or a curse, which in turn leads to the physical, mental, or emotional destruction of the sacrifice in ways and means not attributable to the magician. See, now there he's saying we're going to curse a person and indirectly be responsible for their destruction of the mental, emotional, or physical. Fuck these people, they don't matter. But we didn't directly, like, gut them, chop their heads off. We just hexed them, cursed them, etc. Not attributable to us, guilt-free killing. I'm not cool with that part. Because, if, think about it, if you're some struggling little numbnut, and you pick this shit up, and you're reading, and you're like, oh, all I gotta do is hex this motherfucker, kill him, and I'm like this great magician? Holy shit, you know kids have the attention span of a bag of chips these days. So, I mean, maybe the time it was written, LeVay assumed people had higher emotional intelligence. I don't know. <clears throat> Again, not really a fan of a lot of his writings in this particular part of the book. The only time a Satanist would perform a human sacrifice would be if it were to serve a twofold purpose, that being to release the magician's wrath in the throwing of a curse and more important, to dispose of a totally obnoxious and deserving individual. Well, who gets to make that judgment call? I mean, LeVay has the his take on the Golden Rule, basically doing to them as they've done unto you, so if somebody wronged you, and he's all about kill that motherfucker, yay, but now he's just saying, well, you can destroy them and use them as a sacrifice. It's a little bit of a shift in the narration, the tone, and the energy of the speech there. Like, he's kind of back and forth here, and a lot of it is symbolic, a lot of it is metaphorical, but a lot of it is straight up real talk and people who might be getting into this some adults who might be getting somebody with a mental illness who might be getting into this, they're not going to be able to differentiate these things it says <clears throat> under no circumstances would a Satanist sacrifice any animal or baby for centuries propagandists of the right hand path have been prattling over the supposed sacrifices of small children and voluptuous maidens at the hands of a diabolist. It would be thought that anyone reading or hearing of these heinous accounts would immediately question their authenticity, taking into consideration the biased sources of the stories. On the contrary, as with all holy lies, which are accepted without reservation, this assumed modus operandi of the Satanists persists to this day. There are sound and logical reasons why the Satanists could not perform such sacrifices. Man, the animal, is the godhead to the Satanist. The purest form of carnal existence reposes in the bodies of animals and human children who have not grown old enough to deny themselves their natural desires. 
They can perceive things that the average adult human can never hope to. Therefore, the Satanist holds these beings in a sacred regard, knowing he can learn much from these natural magicians of the world. I mean, thank fuck for that. At least he takes the time to say, hey, we're not just going to wildly just slaughter animals and children for these things where we need a human sacrifice. <clears throat> He's not endorsing, like, the truly, truly asinine and repugnant. So there's, like, that little bit of redemption in that paragraph, but it still carries on. The Satanist is aware of the universal custom of the treader of the path of Agarthi, the killing of the god. Inasmuch as gods are always created in man's own image, and the average man hates what he sees in himself, the inevitable must occur, the sacrifice of the god who represents himself. The Satanist does not hate himself, nor the gods he might choose, and has no desire to destroy himself or anything for which he stands. It is for this reason he could never willfully harm an animal or a child. Again, little bit of redemption there. Saying, okay, because of the way we do this, and the fact that the Satanists don't hate themselves or the gods, not going to destroy anything for which he stands, so leave the little ones alone, leave the animals alone because they're innocent, and to destroy the innocent is not a good thing. Like, I, I feel that. Like, it almost redeems his other bullshit. But then he carries on. The question arises, who then would be considered a fit and proper human sacrifice, and how is one qualified to pass judgment on such a person? The answer is brutally simple. Anyone who has unjustly wronged you, or who has gone out of his way to hurt you, to deliberately cause trouble and hardship for you, or those dear to you. In short, a person asking to be cursed by their very actions. All that redemption arc he had in the previous two paragraphs, he throws down the shitter right here. Because he says, oh, you want a human sacrifice? You need a human sacrifice? Cool, just find the guy that's a douchebag. Go lop his head off and there's your fucking sacrifice. You are judge, jury, and executioner, and you have every fucking right to use this guy as a sacrifice because I, LaVey, said so in my Bible here. I wonder how people can still question why... Authority figures, law enforcement figures, like feds, etc. In those cases, I wonder how people can question why they look at like satanic links, air quotes around that, when they're investigating like serial killers and murders. Because LaVey, who's creating the religion, the fucking foundations of which are in the satanic Bible, says, the brutally simple answer to who you can kill for whatever fucking reason you want to is anyone who has unjustly wronged you. Guess what? You pushed me out of your way and I fucking bumped into a wall. You wronged me, so now I get to kill you for my sacrifice? Seems a bit of a fucking stretch. Like, maybe it's just because the country we live in, there's supposed to be this whole due process thing. I, like, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. At the irresponsibility and immaturity of some of the shit that LeVay says in this book. When a person, by his reprehensible behavior, practically cries out to be destroyed, it is truly your moral obligation to indulge them their wish. Now, I'm going to go on a fucking tangent here. It says, cries out to be destroyed. They were asking for it. They deserved it. They had it coming. Ringing any bells for anything else in the world? 
oh, rape, maybe. So LaVey, who like honors women and says you should never rape because it is like one of the scummiest fucking things to do and you deserve death if you rape somebody, is then turning around and saying somebody's crying out to be destroyed just because they wronged you? That kind of seems like a, well, she was wearing the skimpy outfit while they were mean and pushed me into the wall. You see what I'm getting at there? It seems a little fucking hypocritical of LaVey to, like, disavow rape, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying rape's a good thing. I'm just comparing this parts of the Bible here. LaVey, who disavows rape for any reason, but then says, oh, you can earn destruction at the same time. It's just... Look, even a man-made religion without any such deity or divine bullshit, as LeVay would call it, seems to have its failing points in hypocrisy. You can't condemn one action as a result of an external circumstance, rape because of the way someone was dressed. You can't condemn that and then turn around and indulge another heinous action as a result of an external consequence, the way somebody treated you, murdering them. You just, you can't. The fact that LeVay seems to think that is okay is one of the biggest issues I have with this, because again, he doesn't know who's going to be reading his Bible. It could be little fucking Jack the Ripper Jr. of the 20 fucking third century. Like, oh, LeVay said it was okay because this guy was a prick, so I'm just going to chop his head off and chant to some fucking thing. Go me. <clears throat> The person who takes every opportunity to pick on others is often mistakenly called sadistic. In reality, this person is a misdirected masochist who is working towards his own destruction. The reason a person viciously strikes out against you is because they are afraid of you or what you represent or resentful of your happiness. They are weak, insecure, and on extremely shaky ground when you throw your curse and they make ideal human sacrifices. Again, like... Who the fuck is he to say? He straight says, question everything. There is no blah, 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 because Satanism, you're your own God, do you happy, etc. at all. And then he's going to sit there and say, oh, by the way, now I'm giving you the power to not only judge people, but you can curse them, you can murder them, you can use them as components of your sacrifice if you, if you feel the need. It's fine, it's fine. No biggie. I just, I don't see how how he can say yay to this and nay to other things, how he can claim any sort of responsibility as a human being. I know past tense because he's dead, but just it's fucking mind-boggling. It is sometimes easy to overlook the actual wrongdoing of the victim of your curse when one considers how unhappy a person he really is. It is not so easy, though, to retrace the damaging footsteps of your antagonist and make right those practical situations he or she has made wrong. So again, here he says, well, you know, there is this other option. You could try to right the wrongs, give them a chance to atone to you, repent to you, apologize to you, change their behavior to you. But that takes work and effort. So fuck it. No, we're just going to curse them and kill them and use them as a sacrifice. Because who wants to take the time and effort to fucking give anybody any benefit of any doubt? Like, holy fuck, LeVay. Like, this chapter has done so much to make me dislike you. But I'm still preaching it, because I'm not a hypocrite. The ideal sacrifice may be emotionally insecure, 
but nonetheless can, in the machinations of his insecurity, cause severe damage to your tranquility or sound reputation. Mental illness, nervous breakdown, maladjustment, anxiety neuroses, broken homes, sibling rivalry, etc., etc., ad infinitum, have too long been convenient excuses for vicious and irresponsible actions. Anyone who says we must try to understand those who make life miserable for those undeserving of misery is aiding and abetting a social cancer. The apologists for these rabid humans deserve any clobberings they get at the hands of their charges. Mad dogs are destroyed, and they need help far more than the human who conveniently froths at the mouth when irrational behavior is in order. It is easy to say, so what, these people are insecure, so they can't hurt me, but the fact remains, given the opportunity, they would destroy you. Therefore, you have every right to, parentheses, symbolically destroy them, and if your curse provokes their actual annihilation, rejoice that you have been instrumental in ridding the world of a pest. If your success or happiness disturbs a person, you owe him nothing. He is made to be trampled underfoot. If people had to take the consequences of their own actions, they would think twice. And that ends the little blurb about choosing a human sacrifice, but, I mean, yes, I am all about consequences for actions. Those of you who are really close to me know that very recently I have taught the ultimate lesson to someone that was once very dear to me. I'm not going into the personal of it, but it was, yeah, I, I had to dig down deep in myself to teach this person that actions have consequences. A lesson they may not have wanted to learn, but I feel like everybody should be personally responsible for their own shit. Does that mean that I am okay with the idea of supposedly symbolically destroying them and actually causing their death, going out and actually killing them, sacrificing them because I feel like it could because they hurt my feel? No. Like, holy fuck. LeVay doesn't want to be seen as evil and satanic, but the left-hand path and... Like, the opposite of the Christian faith. Yes, he, he, that's what he claims to want. But then he comes out as evil in this book, saying, oh, somebody hurt you, kill them. Fuck them. Trample them underfoot. They don't fucking deserve the time of day. Screw those stupid assholes who had the fucking sense, or nonsense, or lack of sense, to fucking disrupt your life in a negative manner. They don't deserve a life of their own. They can just fucking rot. And I get to be the fucking one to make them rot because LaVey said it's okay. <clears throat> now, he talks about the thing with the mental health and troubled homes, <clears throat> sibling rivalry, nervous breakdown. Obviously, all of those are real things and people are going to act a certain way. It's no secret that due to her own mental illness before she passed, my sister and I had some rough times. I never stopped loving her. She said and did things that were hurtful, but it wasn't her. It was the mental illness. Like it's So to, for LeVay to say basically what he's saying to me in this is because my sister had a mental illness, I should have fucking slaughtered her and sacrificed her to get something I wanted? I just, no. Fuck him in this. Like, fuck him completely. I just, I don't understand the concept. Like, I get where he's going with it, and I think it's horseshit. 
I think that is one of the scummiest, albeit shortest, thankfully, scummiest fucking sections of the Satanic Bible. Stuff like that is why I will never be a Satanist. Like I said, there I openly admit there are parts of what LeVay talks about and other parts of it that I agree with, that I can find that common underlying theme, feeling, thought with. <clears throat> but anybody who reads this section and decides, ooh, ooh, me, me, fuck you, go get help. Honestly, like, just go get help. I would much rather you cast a spell if that's your fucking bag, if that's what you're into, and jerk off rather than think about a human sacrifice. It may not be socially acceptable, but at least the only thing you're hurting is maybe your balls if you talk too hard. I don't fucking know. Jerk off, have sex, fucking spew some hateful, angry dirge. Fucking, if you're grieving... Fucking tap into your raw grief for whatever purpose of that energy that he talks about. The fact that he even brings up human sacrifice, and I realize, not to be hypocritical again, I realize the Old Testament of Christianity also endorses human sacrifice. Get it? Got you tracking. They don't tell you to be judged during execution, or those were people that, quote, heard directly from God, were being tested by God. Um, Abraham and Isaac, I want to say, could be wrong on the names. I'm not big on the Old Testament. As you saw in the pilot episode, I'm more about new law and all that kind of stuff as far as what I choose to follow of the Christian beliefs. There's many that I, different religions that I follow stuff from as well. But I choose to believe that if Christianity is the one that that whole new belief system when Jesus died and everything was forgiven, the two great new commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, body, mind, and soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Like, I pretty much disregard the entirety of the Old Testament. I'm just, I find it abhorrent that human sacrifice is even brought up in any religious text where somebody could pick it up, think that that's what they're supposed to do, follow it, and just fuck. Like... I don't know, like, if you feel like that, just go get help. There's something wrong with you. I'm not judging you. I'm telling you it's not a normal human feeling. And I've talked to a lot of humans in my 39 years. Not a normal human feeling to just want to walk up to somebody and fucking stab them in the neck, for example. Like, it's not normal. So if you feel like your go-to for being wronged is murder as revenge, you need help. You, you just do. And think, fuck, I'm done with this part of this. Hopefully I won't have to reference this part of this again. But I laid it out for you the way that only I can. So I'm going to have a few brief words in closing. And we'll see you next week. Alright, so this week was more of the Book of Enlightenment. We covered it very briefly on indulgence versus compulsion. And I gave a great deal of disdain and just venom to the bit of the human sacrifice, choosing one, LaVey's qualifications, if they can even be called such. I hope you guys listen to this episode. It's the episode that almost wasn't. But again, I am dedicated to being a man of my word and not being a hypocrite. I will cover everything that I said I will cover, as distasteful as I may find it.
Um, having said that, all the usual methods of communications remain open. Twist of Faith Podcast at gmail.com. Any of the <clears throat> podcast streamer distro type sites, Anchor, iTunes Podcasts, iHeart, you know, all the whatevers. You can reach out to me on any of those. YouTube, once I transcribe the episodes over to YouTube, it's usually within an hour of the initial publish of an episode. Reach out by all means. I would actually love to talk to some of you, get your thoughts, opinions. Please subscribe, share, rate, like, review, etc. that I say every week. Having said all that, though, I am literally taking a week off. I'll answer any correspondence I get, but I'm taking a straight solid week to just distance myself from the Satanic Bible before I even look at it again for next week's episode. So there will not be any new episode until Wednesday, at least about the Satanic Bible. If I find something interesting as like a little bonus, whatever, then I might do that, but don't expect anything in between now and next week. I just, that is, I'm so shook. And not in like a, oh my god, poor me, woes me. I'm shook in like a fucking pissed off. You heard it, you heard me talk, you know. Like, fuck LeVay and fuck that book. Hopefully the rest of it is less um, atrociously written. So, yeah, just next Wednesday there will be the usual weekly episode drop. There will not be any in between now and then. I thank you for tuning in. I hope you learned something. I hope you had some sort of thought about what was said, whether or not you agree with me. But I'll say again, this is not an endorsement to go out and find somebody that has, quote, wronged you and to use them as a human sacrifice. That's just fucking asinine. Like, try to read it through the lens that I put it through of how it was written with the intent it was written for and how LeVay just got some of it wrong. The man says to question everything. I very greatly question all of that. So on that note, this has been A Twist of Faith, and I'm your host, Alex Parkview. Talk to you all next week.